This is Life, Body, Business, Impact with Fatima. Welcome, friends. I am so grateful to have you here. I'm your host, Fatima Ingalls, fitness expert, best-selling author, lifestyle entrepreneur, founder of the Life, Body, Business, Fit Systems, and co-founder of the amazing Freedom Retreats. My mission is to positively impact 10 million lives, to inspire you to wake up and live from your bucket list of dreams instead of waking up one day with a bucket list of regrets. Get ready to be inspired with weekly episodes and interviews that disrupt your thinking and motivate you to build your best life, body and business. To change one life is to change many. So come with me now and let's get started with yours. Today, I have Paul Greg Smith with me. He is a serial entrepreneur, podcaster, public speaker, business mindset coach, and group tour leader. Having owned and run a travel company for over 15 years, Paul has led global wildlife tours and expeditions. His passion for the natural world and conservation is matched by his passion for personal development. And, for, and he is a fervent believer in the restorative and rejuvenating benefits of time in nature. Paul's trips became renowned for their life-changing impact on participants. Given the choice, Paul would happily spend most of his time in nature leading retreats. Paul is the founder of Greg Smith Travel and co-founder of the Growth Mindset Movement, Nest Capital Group, and the Personal Development Essentials Podcast. He also works with mission-driven entrepreneurs and companies as a business mindset coach. So today we are going to discuss all things personal development, but first, Paul, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. Uh, and I'd really love for you to share with our audience a little bit more about yourself. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that uh, great introduction. Firstly, apologies if my voice keeps going. I'm, I'm recovering from a, uh, a bit of a cough. But yeah, no, I just want to touch on some of the things uh, you mentioned there about, you know, I truly believe that we're just living in, I mean, I'm sure everyone says this, but at every epoch in history, but just such an exciting uh, time in human history. Um, what we kind of exponential kind of developments in technology and communication this it's almost the age of the entrepreneur and it's the age of communication and what this is doing it's it's literally opening up the world so that people such as us can connect and communicate uh, and go on to collaborate and do great things and so that's kind of really um where we're kind of coming from it's it's almost like my whole life has been this gradual evolution of epiphanies upon epiphanies uh, gradually trying to steer myself in the right direction but it's also been a continual um, shedding of ignorance you know and, and that's that's ultimately what learning is because once you start to learn more and more you realize how little you know I mean with things like the growth mindset movement and the personal development essentials podcast this was literally born out of uh, a desire to connect with like-minded people. Just to give you an idea, I mean, uh, if you've ever heard of the entrepreneur uh, Peter Diamandis, I mean, he is an incredible guy. He's like a billionaire guy, whatever. And his company wants to mine asteroids. And what he talks about is having in your life uh, an MTP, a massive transformational purpose, something that lights you up. Now, when you combine a massive transformational purpose uh, with things like, um, you know, technology and teamwork and all this kind of stuff, you can achieve extraordinary things. I mean, just to give you an idea, uh, on the news the other day, I saw that NASA had sent a satellite four billion miles away. And I was just like, whoa, if you think of it in terms of like, this is like the pinnacle of what you can do when you combine uh, accurate 
thinking, scientific kind of thinking and so on, when you combine that with a massive transformational purpose, plus the right team, plus the right technology, you get kind of, uh, well, moonshots and, and moonshot thinking. And it's almost like my whole life for so long when I was almost like wrapped up in myself and doing things just for me and whether it's just for money or whatever, um, it, it was almost like I wasn't kind of uh, growing and I, I was a, a solopreneur for a while and I wasn't getting the right kind of results. And I used to kind of blame this mysterious thing called fate. Uh, and then actually when I kind of took full ownership, full responsibility for everything in my life, um, it literally started off. I mean, I've always been into personal development since my 20s, but you know, it's one thing to kind of read the books, but then it's another to put those principles into practice. Because if you're not putting those principles into practice, you're not going to get the right results. So you can read the okay. Tony Robbins book, but if you don't do anything about your health or change your actions, you know, your, your reality is not going to change. And I truly believe that, you know, action, uh, you know, cause and effect, action is the currency of the universe. And when you begin to uh, articulate the right kind of actions that align with your vision and where you want to go, that's when it's almost like the, um, you know, the Steve Jobs thing. You want to put a ding in the, in the universe. You know, when you realize that everything that you see around you from the, from the laptops we're doing this podcast on to, you know, where you're sitting, everything was designed by people, you know, as Steve Jobs says, no smarter than you or, or whatever. But it's literally, it's almost like, Everything comes from belief. And most of us are trapped in this, what I call the prisoner of personality. And they don't believe that amazing things are possible in their life. But here's the thing. If you look all around you uh, in terms of just this amazing human story of where we are at this point in uh, evolution and the very fact that we're having this conversation, you know, through Skype and all this kind of stuff. I mean, even Nikolai Tesla, you know, uh, years ago kind of prophesied that uh, Human communications would, in effect, almost transform, uh, would kind of ultimately be like um, something like a brain, you know. And now information spreads literally faster than wildfire. So now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so now, moving. exactly. And now it's almost like um, it's like a quickening of people learning. And now it's like I truly believe that personal development is intrinsically linked with social development and once you kind of start learning this stuff and, and it's almost like a self-awakening it's your job it's your responsibility as a human being just to start telling everyone else and helping pull other people out of their own dare i say self-imposed matrix and i think that's a wonderful you know just like the film a wonderful example of how so many of us are trapped in our own minds yeah so when you say um social development personal development link social development you mean as we become self-aware that we have a responsibility to society and the community to share 100%. this is that 100 yeah. percent, exactly and it's almost like you know when you are just thinking about yourself um you know you, you, you're just totally wrapped up in your own orbit but for me it's almost like that is the next level of your own personal development your own uh, personal evolution is once you switch from uh, being selfish. I mean, I, I know I do think you've got to fill your own cup first as well. We'll clarify that later. But when you switch to service, um, that is also it's fulfilling. You know, when you do good so things. For other, <clears throat> yeah. And I, I think it's um, I think it's hardwired into our DNA because once I started getting into this kind of stuff and talking about it, I love this kind of stuff. I love talking about it. It helps other people. It lights me up. And it's kind of like I could talk about this with, with you all day long. You know, for me, it's just like it's weird. Have you ever heard of the um, the bee dance? Do you know about this? No. Uh, as in buzzing bees? Yeah, literally. So mm-hmm. this is the way bees. No, it's, it's incredible. So, okay, so tell us. You can share this with us all. <laughs> this is the way the bees communicate with each other. 
And it's literally done in the form of a dance. So literally one bee will go out and he'll, he'll find a field of sunflowers or whatever, and he'll come back to the hive and he will vibrate and turn and move his body. And I kid you not, literally, he's sharing coordinates uh, with the rest of the hive. And he's also saying, yep, you know, this amazing field of uh, sunflowers over there. You guys have got to go check it out now. So it's incredible. And for me, it's almost like um, learning lights me up. You know, it's, it's like watching a good film and you just have to tell someone about it. So when I really started to dive deep into personal and business development, I was just my mind was blown and I just felt I had to share this with other people. Um, and so literally, that's that's what I think it is. It's, it's almost like I me mean, to give you um, uh, well, this is a political example. But remember, uh, in the Middle East and like the Arab Spring, you know, the revolutions which happened as a result predominantly of information shared via social media and so on. So, you know, here's the thing about social media. It can either be just a pure kind of a form of uh, distraction or uh, it can kind of allow you to seriously um, elevate people's consciousness and disseminate uh, ideas and this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, that's that is what I find uh, so exciting. And this is why I wanted to uh, reach out and connect with as many like minded people. Um, and literally, it's almost like um spreading the word you know it's 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 fun it lights me up it's 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 what we as human beings uh, are meant to do and here's the thing it's almost like to i'll share some examples from um uh, from my travel company right now um there's a guy uh over in uh cambodia he runs an amazing company called uh, see asia differently so shout out to peter there and um he also set up a uh, conservation kind of um uh, trek called um something like uh it's to do with gibbons i can't remember the name of it now um but basically me and him were talking about wildlife tours in cambodia this was like you know 10 years ago or whatever and he said paul no one does wildlife tours to cambodia and i said exactly that's why we need to do wildlife tours in cambodia because they've got um you know deforestation poaching all these kind of problems and he went away and he literally came back to me a year later and said paul check this out and what he'd done he trained up a whole load of you know, ex-poachers who are now wildlife guides, um, just taking small groups of people out into uh, the jungle, tracking gibbons in their natural habitat. Uh, but for me, that's a perfect example of what this is all about. It's like ripples in a pond. And there's that wonderful quote. I think I always get it wrong, whether it's Ralph Waldo Emerson or Henry David Thoreau, I can't remember, but it's the definition of success to know that one life has breathed easier, to know that one patch of uh, garden is improved because you have lived. I think that is what... Um, obligation our duty as human beings is is to leave this planet in a little bit of a better state than when we found it you know Absolutely. and so yeah and so that is for me personal development is it's it's not just about you i mean it is you but like you say it's you know you've got to fill your own cup first before you can help others that's right when you start working on yourself like people like yourself have done um you learn and you change and you become not just about yourself once you filled your own cup up then you're able to to go out and share the experiences with other people in the world and as you know my philosophy is to change one life is to change many it's that you just talked about the ripple in the pond it's mm. it's that ripple effect you know you make one change or positive impact into one person's life and you really don't know how many people's lives that actually impacts if you're able to in some way um change the trajectory of their life to a more positive way of living uh, that can be so hugely impactful so much it can go so much further than what we could even begin to comp uh, contemplate based on the ripple effect which is so so exciting yeah I do know I absolutely love that and that literally it's like never underestimate the impact that you can have that one person can have you know on, on someone else uh, and on the wider world so yeah exactly it's it's the compound effect uh, throughout the world you know it's just like every hero every person who's ever inspired you and helped you on your journey you know so too as you grow and develop 
uh, we help others, uh, you know, on our journey as well. I had a um, I had a friend in South Australia who was a social worker, and she said to me, "The best thing you can do for people who are homeless on the street, because I used to be one of these people who sort of walk past and." kind of looked the other way because I didn't want to have to sort of say no when they'd, they'd ask for money. Um, she just said to me, the best thing you can ever do is acknowledge people. Give them a smile because people will pass them and don't even acknowledge them every day. And that's something that really um, struck me. And it's something that I always spoke to my team about when we went out and worked on uh, outreach programs that they needed to speak to people and they don't realise just how impactful we don't realise just at the time how impactful acknowledging people just a smile to a stranger in the street doesn't even have to be um, doing huge things just something as simple as saying hello acknowledging someone smiling at them and letting them know in a way that they are cared for um, and that their existence is important especially in this day and age with how much depression and and the rates of suicide and I know we've sort of gone a little bit off track but we'll, we'll link back around because yeah no, no you're, you're completely right and even things like you know uh, violence and, and stuff like that um, yeah, you're quite right. It's 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 never underestimate, you know, the the effect a smile can can have on you. And, and um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It's almost just like um, I mean, remember there's that uh, what was that um, Dale Carnegie book? You know, uh, how to win friends and influence people. It's like you know, um, try and kind of make everyone feel special, feel wanted, all that kind of stuff. And it's it's just basic general human decency. And I think the world needs a little bit more of it. Absolutely. And with the um, with obviously the the social media and the devices and everything, it's great and sometimes it's not so great. So I have this um, this little exercise I like to do whenever I catch the train to the city for an event. I sit there and I put my phone down and I look at people on the peak hour and I just I look at everyone and see all the people who are on the devices and I'm willing them to look up at me so that I can smile at them because <laughs> I figure once you smile at someone, they pass that smile on to someone else. And it may seem small, but it really excites me that the sm- how far that smile can actually go. That's a really good one. Uh, yeah, that's really good, actually. I like that, yeah. And actually, actually, do you know, I do something similar on my uh, morning walks when I go and walk in nature and stuff, uh, and I call it, um, it's almost like, I, I try and smile at as many people as I can. And it's great. Mo- I would say 90% of people kind of, uh, you know, respond in kind, but you get the, the odd people who don't, but, you know. Usually if you make eye contact, people do smile. And it, it's actually, I guess, it, it's amazing what it's doing for your own brain, smiling. Mm, 100%, 100% you, you know, yeah. Feeling it um, as a personal trainer. Some of my clients really hated running. And to be honest, I hated running and I still hate running. I really don't like it. So when they were running or doing a certain exercise, I used to challenge them to smile while they were doing it so that they would reprogram their mind um, to not dislike the action that they were doing. That's so a really good one. Focus, I love that. Yeah. yeah, their focus was to smile so that they were sending a message to their brain that what they were doing was enjoyable, that what they were doing was enjoyable. So they had to um, overemphasize the smile as well. And that, ended that, up being, that is wonderful, yeah. Being really fun. So and that, that is, that, yeah, and that is borne out by, you know, literally it's, it's scientific fact. And there, there's another, because I'm obsessed with, you know, all kinds of peak performance and so on, and I try and live up to it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm super fit, not, you know, but I try. It's good to have the ideal because obviously that's what drives us. But there's a wonderful um, uh, book called The Art of Learning by a guy called Josh Waitskin. Um, he was a young chess prodigy. Um, and then now he's like, a, I mean, he was um, a Tai Chi uh, champion, like a kickboxing champion. And now he's um, he's a high level Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well. But this guy, <clears throat> I mean, he's been featured on many of the Tim Ferriss uh, podcasts, but he talks about um, and you can use this as well. If ever anyone is uh, feeling uh, overwhelmed or stuck in a rut or anything like this as a bit of a biohack, 
the body leads the way. Because sometimes if you're trying to think your way out of a problem or think your way out of a mood, it doesn't work. It's like when someone comes up to you and says, you know, cheer up when you're not in a good mood. You're like, you know what? <laughs> it actually winds you up, you know. But if you go for a run, that <laughs> boost of endorphins or whatever, that works. I'm like, you know, go for a run, start smiling. That's going to make it 10 times more effective. So it's literally, it's almost like uh, the body leads the way. So it's a great way to get out of mental ruts, a great way to deal with uh, overwhelm or problems or challenges or whatever. And because it literally, it floods the, your physiology with endorphins, with chemicals and all this feel good chemicals. Um, and it's just a great way to kind of what, snap out of this. So I, I love that, you know, running with a smile. I think I'm going to give that a try as well, because I'm, I'm not a fan of jogging generally. Um, so I think I'm definitely going to give that one a go. I'm not a fan of running and I prefer to skip. So I skip and um, sometimes the ladies in the gym, they've said to me, oh, you know, I can see you grooving to your tune. So I've got my music on and depending on what beats are coming on, I'm skipping with a little bit of a dance happening. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Awesome. But I agree with what you said in relation to the, the biohack, obviously changing your physical state can change everything that's going on in your mind. Um, something else people can do is is music. Yeah. Putting them um, beats that, that make them feel good and just physically moving their body to change exactly. their state. Exactly. Exactly. Music like and movement. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to go back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier in relation to reading all the books and personal development, because I come across so many people who read the personal development books, go to the seminars, they, they almost become addicted. But so you can know all the information, you can go to all the seminars and read all the books and listen to all the podcasts. But then there is a gap from knowing it and actually doing it. 100%. What, what on, sorry. do you think is the difference there, like uh, for someone to go, take themselves from knowing to actually doing? Okay, I'm going to use the phrase, uh, this is coined by um, Dr. Cal Newport, uh, author of Deep Work <clears throat> and uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You. Um, he, he uses the phrase deliberate practice, right? Now, um, I'm also gonna talk about this on a number of levels, because what I mean by, um, let's say deliberate practice, Let's say if you want to become a public speaker, the only way you're going to get good at it is is doing it or practicing it. So, you know, putting a camera up, practice talking in front of the camera, whatever. That's deliberate practice. You could read the books, all this kind of stuff, read up about techniques, but nothing is going to beat doing it, practice, regular rehearse, because it's almost like um, you can understand things on, you know, on a cognitive conscious level, but until it sinks in and this is also almost like muscle memory so when athletes train and rehearse things over and over again so that something becomes kind of like instinct uh, habitual almost and if you can think of it this way if you let's imagine there's a scale from on the one hand uh, conscious attention and on the other hand action right now anyone's job be it as an entrepreneur business person or whatever you can read the book on the left hand side that's where your conscious attention is but if you really want to change something in your life, and remember at the beginning of the podcast, I said action is the currency of the universe, you've got to take action. So if anything blocks you taking action, you don't really kind of learn it. You know, you, you learn, we learn by doing, you know. Um, so that's the thing. It's, it's that the point at which you put your training into practice, at which, you know, all that theory, you turn it into action. The point at which your actions intersect with reality. And so it's almost like, you can deliberate on something, but until you get to the doing stage, you'll never really, really get anywhere. Um, I mean, to give you an idea, it's like, let's say people want to uh, learn how to make money um, from, I don't know, property investment or doing deals or something like that. 
you've got, you've got to get out there. You've got to go through like failure rates of having things fall apart in front of your eyes. And, and as any salesperson will know, it's a numbers game. You know, you, you have to go through so many failures until you until you figure it out. And, and that's why in one of my the earlier podcasts, you said you appreciated um, when I was talking about passion, purpose and process. It's almost like you've got to go through the process of just rigorously putting things into action. Because if you don't put things into action, your reality will never change. You know, and that's that's the thing. We have more control over our realities than we think. But for so many people, there's some kind of disconnect uh, there between, you know, deliberating and thinking about it and the doing. And that's the difference. The difference is in the doing. Uh, and it's almost like another phrase I, I kind of have. It's almost like, um, you know, your routine becomes your reality. So let's imagine someone like. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Literally, if you want to get good at public speaking, go do public speaking. If you want to become a great actor, you need to just act. You need to go through the failures and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure everyone's aware of examples like uh, Sylvester Stallone and the amount of failure and all those. But he kept putting himself in position. He kept going through the process because he had uh, the passion and the purpose to continually head in that direction. Whereas most people, if they don't have all of those kind of elements, they'll read the books, they'll do the seminars. But it's almost like um, something's holding them back. Uh, some kind of there's an activation energy where you've got to get out of your own head and into the real world. And for most people, it's fear. Most people are stuck because of fear. And we've all got that sense Absolutely. of fear in certain areas of our lives. So, um, yeah, I hope that's kind of helps clarify. My thoughts it is. On. I think we've all um, experienced you, yourself being an entrepreneur. I'm sure you've had um, times in your life where you've experienced fear and, you know, all the reading, the learning and all the preparing to do whatever it is that you're wanting to do. Um, but then there's also analysis by paralysis by analysis. You know, you 100%. just learn and do and learn and do, and you get so scared to to get it wrong that you don't actually do anything. So yes, and you know, it's almost like you know the human brain. It's like we try and map out the whole journey. So let's say, for example, um, you know, if I wanted to take a car journey from London to you know Vladivostok or somewhere, you know. My brain would start going, oh, but, but what about visas and, and what about petrol and how am I going to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. And you stop yourself. And the reality is it's, it's one step at a time. You know, you do, you do it. Yes, you can have a little bit of preparation and so on, but you've got to start the car. You've got to start the journey. You've got to step in the right direction or drive in the right direction. You've got you to know? make the decision, haven't you? Like You exactly. have to make the decision that you are actually going to get in the car and go from destination A to B. And all the procrastination in between, in my own personal experiences of a lot of procrastination over, you know, over periods of my life, um, when I have just gone, you know what, frigate, make yes. the decision, like I made the decision to sell my business um, last year and move states with my children um, for a few weeks. I was just trying to work out all those details that you were talking about, you know, where are they going to school, how am I going to do this, you know, when are the, will the dates fall into place, all the details, and it was absolutely stressing me out. And then I just I had a um, conversation with a mentor of mine, and then I made the decision, I went, right, that's it, this is the date when I'm moving. Um, and then all of a sudden, everything just started to fall into place. I didn't have to worry about the details. Once I'd made the definitive decision, mm. all the details started to fall into place. It was, there was no longer all the overwhelm that I was creating in my own mind by not making the actual decision. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And literally, it's almost like, uh, you know, that overwhelm, it's, it's a physiological state. That's, that's it. And it's literally, it's, it's the body's fight uh, fight or flight, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And either you freeze or you move forward. And there's, you know, a wonderful phrase by Mike Tyson. Or you're running the other direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's that wonderful phrase by uh, Mike Tyson's uh, trainer about fear is the friend of exceptional people. Um, I love that phrase because 
we've all got it, you know, and I think personal development, it's, it's a never ending life journey because we've all got areas where we need to grow, where we're not confronting things in our own life and this kind of thing. Um, but ultimately, I, I tell you, I'm going to share, here's a wonderful uh, growth uh, quote. Well, it's not a quote, it's a way of life. Uh, and I learned it from an incredible uh, entrepreneur called, um, well, he's, he's a trainer of entrepreneurs, a guy called Dan Sullivan. He regularly speaks at something called the Genius Network. If you haven't heard of the Genius Network podcast, highly recommend it. And it is a collection of, you know, the world's biggest game changing millionaires and billionaires and all this kind of stuff. But he there's a formula for growth, which is so simple. You can you can teach your kids about it. And, it, and even as adults, it's like I try and remember this all the time, because when you mentioned there about putting it in the diary, it, it sparked off this me remembering this formula. Now, here's the formula for you. Call it the four C's. Now, you start off with commitment right you, you just decide you know put it in the diary decide this is going to happen come hell or high water i'm going to become this or i'm heading in this, this direction i'm going to move here i'm going to whatever right so one you decide now then what happens you're going to need courage because that physiological state that fight or flight we just spoke about with most people which stops most people from taking any kind of action that state of fearfulness that is the catalyst for growth and it's almost like when you know those things we fear doing those are often the things that we need to do and this is what people who are certainly good entrepreneurs and people who uh, are finally uh, attuned to their relationship with fear are able to move forward and grow beyond it so the first one commitment the second one th then you need the courage to get through that and the thing about courage is courage doesn't feel good courage is downright scary but that's how you grow, <laughs> literally. And then after that, then you get the confidence, then you get the competence. But most people think I will f I will do that when I feel confident. So they read the books, they go to the seminars, but they, they're, they're stuck in that loop of just doing that. And then when it comes to taking action, they find ways to procrastinate and put it off. Whereas actually, if you flip it on its head and think of it that way, commit first, then you get the courage to move beyond that uh, fight or flight state. You move forward anyhow. Then, you, then comes the confidence, then comes the competence, but it happens in that order. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I love those four C's. So the formula for growth, commitment, courage, confidence, competence. Love it. Good, good. Some real gems so, coming up. So simple. Um, and then people can see, I guess, where they do get stuck. And again, my own journey, I've been one of those people who was trying to get the confidence before I had, you know, the full commitment. I had a partial commitment, but not a full commitment. Um and, you know, needed the courage to do all of that. So I'm sure that there are plenty of people that can absolutely resonate with that. In one of your podcasts, the one you were talking about with um, purpose and passion, you mentioned that failure is the feedback you need to get up. Yeah, and fine-tune your focus. Yeah. Yep, really, really like that. And um, the action action is the antidote of what ails you, which I guess is what we've spoken. And, um, and, anxiety, and anxiety. It's, it's like, you know, um, you just have to move, even if it's – and there's another way of thinking about things is lower the bar. So if you're too front, just as long as inch by inch you, you are, you've got to head in the right direction. Because I think what we're all trying to do is avoid a life of regret. Uh, you know, we've been there. Maybe some of us have been in relationships we shouldn't have been in for too long or, or whatever, because we need that courage to move on and so on. But it's, again, it's like when it comes to there's, there's things I believe in. And I tell you what I believe in, in terms of the laws of physics and cause and effect, you know, in this life, no one's coming to save you. You know, you are, you're the author of your own story. You know, if you want to get out of a relationship or whatever, you've got to do it yourself. You know, no one's going to come and save you. Um, so that's, again, when I talk about action being the currency of the universe, you want to change your reality. You want to get a different result. You need to take, start taking different actions. 
Absolutely. I 100% um, agree with all of that. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I'd really love to know. You've mentioned um, lots of great quotes and a few books. If someone was wanting to start their journey on personal development, what is your number one book? I mean, it's probably going to be really hard for you to pick one. So if you want to give us a couple to get started on, I'd love okay. to know. I'm go- exactly. Uh, there's Okay, so I would say... I've got so many that I love. It'll be hard to pick one. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's I'm going to whittle, whittle it down to three. And in, you know, I tell you what, it, it depends what people are looking for, I guess. So let's if, say that they, they're wanting to, to make um, a change in their life. They're not happy with where they're at but they don't really know where to start. Just, you know what? I'm not happy in life right now. Okay. Where, in, where do in, I begin? Uh, in that case, uh, t- two books, both by the same author. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of Tim Ferriss. Uh, the two books I really love of his are uh, Tribe of Mentors and Tools of Titans. Um, and the reason why those books are so good, and f- to me, I return to those books almost on a daily basis. Um, so basically what he does, he interviews world-class uh, performers, could be actors, could be athletes, you name it. He deconstructs their routines, talks to them about, you know, their self-talk, uh, all this kind of stuff. Um, and there's lots of practical advice uh, in there for anyone at various stages in their life of how to get unstuck, how to get moving, how to deal with overwhelm. And there are certain recurring uh, bits of advice from all of these people. So literally, it's got people like Jamie Foxx, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, you know, billionaire investor Ray Dalio, uh, Josh Waitskin, uh, you know, military, literally anyone who's achieved anything of kind of greatness. And <clears throat> some of the main takeaways from that can be distilled down to daily routines. Um, and uh, to give you an example, something like 80 or 90 percent of uh, the people in those books have some kind of meditative practice. You know, even Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, had one as well. So that ability to uh, let go of the kind of showreel in your head, because most of us are just completely attached to it, um, whereas actually it's like, you, you know, you're not, don't believe a thought you think, you know, there's that, T. Harvecker says that, but it's like when you are attached to every thought that goes through your head, emotionally you can be up and down all day, every day, and just like blown around by external kind of uh, things. So advice on, you know, starting to meditate, um, Sam Harris, uh, there's some great stuff of uh, his online, uh, even Tara Brack as well. I I highly recommend anyone to just, if you want to kind of get clear in your own thinking and um, I, a meditative practice is such a good one. It's used by so many peak performers and world-class people. It's, I cannot overstate the benefits. I mean, literally we could do a whole podcast on, on meditation. Um, I, so I, I'm a huge fan of uh, meditation, you know, yeah. recently as well. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, literally it's like for everyone who says, Oh, I'm too busy to meditate. Those are the people who need it the most. You know, billionaires if, if, meditate. If they're not yeah. too busy to meditate, then you're not too busy to meditate. It's just a matter of priorities, isn't it? Yeah, and seek it, value in yes. it. And it's also some the way I heard uh, a guy uh, called Sam Ovens. He he talks about it in. Um, he says, look, it's like that time you spend meditating is not a waste of time. Essentially, just like you can have you know training for your muscles in the gym, meditating is also training for your brain, training your attention span, training your focus. You know, where you put your attention, you know, that phrase, you pay attention, literally you do, you know, uh, your attention, it's it's almost like that is the catalyst for growth in your life. You know, are you spending it watching crap on TV, <laughs> you know, or are you trying to better yourself? Are you learning? Are you trying to put these things into practice? Feeding your mind as well. Exactly, exactly. So so those books there, um, Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentors, uh, and, and they also have so much advice 
on um, physical kind of uh, ways of dealing with overwhelm from walks in nature to exercise. And so I think those two books right there are a great way to get started because they're laid out in such a way as um, the first half of the books is it, it could be devoted to physical fitness and physical routines. Um, then it could be, you know, um, money and wellness. And so literally from a wide spectrum of humanity, you're getting expert life advice from from the best of the best so those two books there i would say are great ones to start with I, I, there's so many i could recommend but those ones i, I, I think know you're like me i've got so many and uh, yeah so many that you could i love reading yeah yeah <laughs> reading and learning and then actioning exactly exactly love it that's been really helpful before you go i have one other question for you uh, and that is what do you do to fill yourself up to to fill your cup up obviously you do a lot of um reading and personal development but what else do you do because in order to we've already discussed this in order to to give to others and help others we need to first take care of ourselves okay so, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a whole kind of list of all the things i absolutely love doing which light me up one dancing in my kitchen love it i, I love i love dancing literally you cannot stop me especially when i do like events and so on literally if there's a hint of music somewhere on the first to get up there dancing right so i love dancing type of music paul okay so i love pretty i'm big into like house and trance and dance music and stuff like that um but also i love my musicals i'm a big fan of greatest showman at the moment so um yeah love anything which just makes me move you know bit so, of a beat. yeah bit of a beat so um, that's fantastic <laughs> dancing in the kitchen is one uh, I love swimming. I love walks. Um, yeah, walks in nature are always a big one for me. So, uh, you know, little things like going out for a walk and seeing a kingfisher or something in the morning, that that sets me off on a, a good tone for the rest of the day. Eating healthy, love my smoothies, uh, keeping hydrated, all stuff like that. Friends and family, spending time with them, just laughing. It, do you know what? It's all the little things, I think. And again, again, like you, it's, you know, reading, love my reading time, spend at least an hour doing that. So reading, dancing eating healthy that kind of stuff yeah those are the things which uh, which fill me up uh, and kind of leave me in a, in a good position to kind of uh, recharge regroup reboot recoup and then you know reattack the day and so on well thank you so much they're all great things i'm so glad that you spend time filling out your cup and if people want to um follow you and listen to your podcast where do they find it? i mean i'll pop a link down in the notes as well but it's on itunes and where else is it so it's on iTunes. It's also on, uh, I believe it's on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Personal Development Essentials Podcast. So literally, it's, it's we talk about kind of yeah, the essentials to kind of get you started, everything from meditation to exercise. I mean, we like to talk about business stuff as well on there, literally kind of anything and everything you can think out, think of, because it's um, we're all on the journey. We're all on different stages. Uh, and this is just me and my good friend, Aggie Keramidas. It was us wanting to share our learnings with other people. Literally two people heard us talking and they said, you, you guys sound great. You should do a podcast. Uh, and the rest is history. So um, yeah, check, check that out. That's a great podcast. And of course, thank you uh, to you, Fatima. I was really uh, pleased we've had this uh, conversation. I know you're doing great stuff uh, with your podcast as well. And you've got some uh, really inspiring things uh, with your company as well and the change you're trying to uh, see in the world. So thank you for asking me uh, to this uh, uh, talk today. It's been a pleasure to have you on and, you know, all the information you have shared, there's so many um, nuggets of wisdom and gold in there. So I'm sure the audience will absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time, Paul. Brilliant. Thank you, Fatima. You take care. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I truly hope you have found it beneficial and have taken some value from it. Hopefully a lot. If you did, 
please, please share this show with anyone you feel may need to hear it. I would also absolutely love if you would take a minute or two to review this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever platform you happen to be listening to it on. With your help, we can accomplish my mission to positively impact 10 million lives. That would be so awesome. Now, if you want to connect with me or my guests on other platforms, or if you want to send me an email with questions or ideas of guests to interview, please check out the show notes. I am so incredibly grateful to have had your time today, and I can't wait to have you on the next episode. Have a great day.